Even if a macro is composed of only a few keystrokes, it can save you a lot of effort if you replay it enough times. Occasionally, you will be faced with an editing task which can be accomplished by recording a more intricate macro, and in this case, it may save you even more time. In this episode, I'm going to demonstrate a complex macro that I recently used in the real world. Markdown documents are usually converted to HTML by filtering them through a script. But sometimes the target format is not so simple and a bit of manual editing is required. This markdown document is fairly well structured. There are 20 paragraphs, each preceded by a numbered heading. The paragraphs are all roughly the same length, but some are a little shorter and others are a little longer. The target format is a structured HTML document. Each paragraph from the markdown document corresponds to a slide in the target document. It begins with a navigational list containing links to each of the slides below. The fact that the input and output formats are so well structured makes it easy to automate the conversion with a carefully constructed macro. I shall be making use of the surround plugin. Although this editing task could be accomplished without it, this plugin considerably speeds up certain operations, as you'll observe. It is out with the scope of this video to give detailed usage and installation instructions, but links shall be provided in the show notes. I've created a skeleton template for the document. This contains all of the necessary structural markup. I'll begin by copying the entire markdown document into the main content section. I can read the contents of a file in place with the colon r command, which inserts the entire specified file at the current cursor position. To begin recording the macro, I press the Q key followed by A, which is the register I want to save it to. You know you've done it right if it says recording at the bottom of the screen. Now, every key that I press is captured until I press Q in normal mode, which stops recording the macro. When recording a macro, it is best to move around the file using commands that can achieve a similar effect when replayed in a different context. I need to move my cursor to the first slide heading. I could use 13 shift G to jump to line 13, but this wouldn't translate well when the macro was replayed later. Instead, I'm going to search for the pattern of a hash at the beginning of the line followed by a two digit number. As soon as I hit enter, my cursor jumps to the first occurrence of this pattern, which is just where I want it. I want to keep hold of the number for the current slide, so I'm going to save it in a register. First, I move the cursor one place to the right by pressing the L key. Now, the DE command will delete the number, but I want to make sure that I can access it later, so I prepend double quote Z. This places the deleted text into the Z register. I want to save the actual text of the heading, so I move my cursor forwards by pressing the W key twice. I can discard everything on the line before this, so I issue the command D0. In this case, I don't want to reuse this text, so I won't bother prepending a register. I do want to save everything else on this line, so I specify register X and delete the entire line. After the heading, there is a blank line. I delete this with the DD command. 
Again, I know that I don't need to reuse this, so I won't bother specifying a register. Most paragraphs are four lines long, but some are shorter and others are longer. So if I was to move the cursor down four times, it wouldn't always work the way I want it to. However, I can visually select the current paragraph, no matter how long it is, by issuing the command Shift V IP. I want to wrap this selection with a list item element. I can do so by invoking a command from the surround plugin. There is a kind of grammar to the surround plugin which makes it quite easy to learn. When you are in visual mode, the S key says surround the selection with the next element. If you follow that with an opening angle bracket, surround understands that you are entering an XML style tag and opens a prompt where you can enter the name of the element. When you enter the closing angle bracket, the selection is wrapped with opening and closing tags. Note that because the selection was made using visual line mode, the opening and closing tags are each given a line of their own. I want to add an ID to the list item element that I just created. My cursor is currently on the opening angle bracket, so if I press the percent key, I can jump to the closing angle bracket. Then I press I to go into insert mode, and I type the ID attribute, leaving a gap where the number should go. When I leave insert mode, my cursor is placed on the closing quote mark. I want to paste the number that I captured earlier in front of the current cursor position. So for this I use Shift P. Remember that I saved the number into the register Z. So to paste this, I run the command double quote Z, Shift P. Now I want to create an entry in the navigation list that links to this slide. Once again, the best way for me to move my cursor is to search for something that marks the navigation menu. Instead of using the forward slash, I can search backwards by pressing the question mark key. I'm going to use the pattern backslash forward slash OL. When I press enter, my cursor jumps to the end of the navigation list. The reason why I move to the end rather than the beginning of the list is so that I can append the title at the end of the list. The title of the slide was saved in register X, so if I run double quote X shift P, it places the title on the line above my cursor. To fix the indentation, I run the command equals equals. With my cursor on the first character of the title, I hit V dollar H to go into visual mode, selecting to the end of the line, then back one character to make sure that the line break itself is not included in the selection. Once again, I use the Surround plugin, which wraps the selection with a list item element. Note that this time, the opening and closing tags are on the same line as the selected text. This is because I made my selection using visual character mode, with a small v, whereas the previous time I used visual line mode. Next, I want to wrap the inner text with a link. I can select the inner contents of a tag using the text object VIT. Then I surround the selection with a link tag. I want to add an href attribute, so I press percent to move the to the closing angle bracket, then enter insert mode by pressing I. I then type the href attribute, leaving a gap for the number I captured earlier. When I hit escape, my cursor is positioned on the closing quote, so I can paste the number from the Z register by typing double quote Z shift P. 
Now I have an entry in the navigation which links to the corresponding slide. So I can finish recording the macro by pressing Q. The macro can be replayed by pressing the at key followed by the register in which it was saved. In this case I saved it to the A register, so it can be replayed by pressing at A. That has created a navigational link to the second slide and wrapped up the corresponding content in its own list element. I can also prepend a count before replaying a macro, and it will be executed the specified number of times. I know that I have 20 slides, and two have already been processed, so I can finish off the job by running 18 at A. Bang. Job done. The information in this video is summarised in the accompanying show notes. If you have any questions, requests, or recommendations, or if you would be interested in sponsoring Vimcasts, then you can contact me at drew at vimcasts.org. If you've been enjoying Vimcasts so far, why not leave a tip? By donating a few dollars, you can ensure that Vimcasts remains free to all. This episode is sponsored by Xerium Networks. If you need to build a reliable, scalable network that can support your growing business needs, then get in touch with Xerium Networks, and be sure to say you heard about them here.